0: uh jk rowling's a transphobic piece of shit that being said this game is awesome i love this game um
1: welcome to the dl gaming podcast i'm
2: bobby i'm nick i'm amanda i'm drinking a gatorade but it's spiked i'm having a little drink today i'm having a i'm having a wine dude i'm having a italian cab Oh, I mean, is I it think old... that's what it is. I like cap. Cap's my favorite dark one. Uh, how are you guys yeah. doing? How was your weekends? Um, pretty
3: good. Uh, so I probably won't be on the show that often, uh, for the foreseeable future, probably once or twice a month, only because we're moving, moving, um, like we're actually listing our house and selling it like moving states, and, right? Yeah. We're moving to Texas. So get the fuck out of here. Um, so, yeah, then along the lines of just getting everything straight and getting all paperwork and like cleaned up and getting the house ready to show, like it's going to be pretty, pretty busy. So, it's going to work. Uh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just want to get that out of the way. But uh played a lot of games in the last couple of weeks. I'm only going to be talking about two of them specifically because uh, most of the shit I played is shit that you've heard of me talk about before. Um. But we, did you guys have a good weekend? All the right. Super Bowl is going on right now. Yeah,
2: is it right now? I'd, it's right now, right now. I yeah. don't even know who's fucking playing, dude. I like a, a, a zero
0: entrance. It's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: One team's always if, like a bird, and the other one's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of
2: bird teams in football. A mammal. <laughs> uh, Too
4: many
0: damn birds around here.
2: <laughs> Stop shitting on my fucking roof.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Don't uh, shit up my fucking roof.
2: The only thing I do for Super Bowl usually is like the next day I'll watch the recap of all the best uh, advertisements, and that's pretty much it.
1: God, I don't even care about that anymore.
2: Oh, they're good, dude. It's good entertainment at the very least. Like, I'll watch the top five or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm. Me, and, me and Leslie literally just watched the halftime show, and I'm like, all right, I'm going in the office now to prepare for the, to prepare for the podcast. <laughs> we yeah. can stop now. So
2: You get sports now to- ball. And- is that crazy? None of us are into. Fo- I guess we all we know what we're into, and it's video games.
4: I love fucking football. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. The way they throw that pigskin around on the field. Jesus Christ,
0: here we go. I do really love going to games. I think it's very fun, and it's certainly a cool vibe to kind of, like, see how everybody's doing in terms of, like, how different cities are. Like, when I went and saw uh, the 49ers, like, that was a totally different experience of the crowd than, like, you would get in Philadelphia. So, like, I think it's kind of cool to check that shit out, but... Otherwise it's I'd rather be playing video games which you know that's what this podcast is so like leading right into it we've got uh on the radar which are games that have come to our attention but you know ones that we hopefully put a little bit of some time in uh I started I mean, did you guys do any of the Next Fest uh demos check any of those out Both uh,
2: technically both, yeah both of mine are from Next Fest so I Nice
0: there, yeah. yeah so Next Fest is going on right now um and it's going on until tomorrow so if you're listening to this and just found out about it, it is done for sorry um uh, but it is going on today if you're watching twitch and uh it's going on tomorrow so check it out it's a whole bunch of demos and it's cool i played this one called amanda the adventurer because yes that uh, that's me uh but i am i am not amanda in this video game <laughs> And so Amanda the Adventurer is this, like, kind of scary, uh, well, spoopy, I guess, but, like, kind of scary horror 90s puzzle game. Um, And so it starts off with a, a little girl and... A sheep, And she's like teaching you how to bake an apple pie, like an instructional video on a VHS. And so you have to interact with the world and kind of um, follow their clues and stuff. I, I don't really think they gave us much for like how this game actually is and how it's going to be played besides like figuring out these puzzles, but they just kind of have you do like the very first or second like VHS on how to get it. And so you kind of complete these puzzles to get the next VHS to watch it and see what you need to do, which I think is kind of interesting. But at the end they have like a little creepy twist and I don't want to spoil it because it takes like two minutes. Get the fucking demo, try this shit out. It's interesting.
2: Is it something you think you'll pick up? Dave? It's definitely
0: strange. I- It's strange. So, you know me, man. I'm i a sucker for the strange (laughs) shit. So, like, I feel like I will pick this up. Part of me wishes it was in VR because, like, anytime I've got to, like, open up oven doors and things like that, I I would rather that be in VR. But this is a scary game. So, I definitely do not want it in VR. (laughs) So She
2: doesn't always open oven doors. But when she does, she likes to do it in virtual reality.
0: Yes, yes, I wanna, I wanna, you know, really feel like I'm walking through in a in a dreamland with VR instead of like trying to escape from some horror shit. So if there's any kind of awesome way that I can hack any of my dreams, I definitely want to do that. And that's kind of like you know, Bobby, what, Tell me about Dream Hack.
1: Dream, uh, Dream Hack is coming to San Diego. I mentioned this last week or maybe the week before, and I bought my ticket. I'm going on April eighth. I will be there probably all day. It starts at 10 a.m. and it goes till 1 a.m. It's a long day. But there's going to be eSports, Rocket League, and a bunch of fighting game tournaments. And apparently, you could just sign up for the fighting game tournaments. It's not like an invitational.
2: I might as well. You just open
3: signups?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you just get (laughs) in man. And here's what's really strange. Uh, Christian, if you navigate around the site, maybe you can find this, but it'll show you the prize pools for the different fighting games. And... The highest price pool is Brawlhalla, single and then doubles. Mm. And the lowest wow. ones are like Super Smash Bros. Just like all the other ones are like a thousand bucks, I think. So I uh, wonder
2: if that has a little bit like, okay, so uh, Brawlhalla is a little more indie. This is kind of like a, it's not a giant uh, convention. So I think maybe they drop the most it's
1: money. A, it's a big convention. I wonder. It's kind I wonder of a big why, deal.
2: Then. 70,000. Yeah. Well, there's a two. It's uh, doubles
1: double yeah. 35,000 singles is 35,000, but still the next highest is super smash bros and the prize pool is 5,000 and then it Jeez. goes down to like 1,000.
2: Yeah. That's the developer putting money in to get their name out there, mm-hmm. which is good. This is a good way of doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, looking forward to catch a lot of that. They're also going to have an open gaming area where you can just play whatever, um, i'm telling everybody about this so hopefully we get a group of people going and it'll be at the convention center which is like right in the heart of downtown kind of by seaport village there's just a ton of stuff to do great places to eat it's a good part of town and the ticket was oh so you can look up a lot of the uh uh content creator creators that are going to this or were invited to this and are like i don't know presenting or doing something there they've got a lot of um Discount promo codes. So I just like googled, you know, dreamhack San Diego promo code I found like 15% off really easily Uh, so you can uh, You can shave off a little bit of the price of the ticket. So I ended up paying like 40 bucks for a one-day pass on Saturday That's pretty good Um, And they've got a family pass if you go with someone under 13 years old You can get like one adult and one kid for I think 70 bucks. So
2: Bring the kids cool um nice. I, I think i'll join you like i said last week
3: yeah april 8th, yeah i made the suggestion
2: april. of you holding the camera yeah <laughs> Yep.
3: <Yeah,
1: but laughs> can, can you film be... in there I, they have something on their web page about what uh what you can feel, film. you could probably
3: get a press pass or something
1: yeah. yeah i don't think it'd be that hard and i'm sure like they expect a lot of people to be filming for, content there
2: for comic-con every year i'm like oh let me let's see what is involved in getting a press pass. I click on it and it says name. I'm like, oof, too much work. <laughs> I can't uh, be bothered. With I can't fill this out with all of this. <laughs> Let me go pay my hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> so dumb. Yep. Um, a game. So that, system. So System Shock. Huh? That's a game that hasn't been mentioned in a long ass time. Is it the remake? I'm guessing. Is that what it feels like when they step on your segways? Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say Dreamhack. Uh, it's not like a game, <laughs> it's like a game that has hacking in it. And it's six system shock. Uh, systems, I, this is a reboot, right? This is an old game, like a really old game. System yeah. Shock? yeah. Okay. So this is a reboot. Um, and the demo is pretty long. I played it, um, at least hour and a half, I think. And I didn't get to the end. Uh, I was playing pretty slow. I had things going on, but, um, so it is a first person shooter rpg i would say um oh it's very retro like um i don't they didn't it's funny they didn't like do it in old school school graphics and with old school uh engine and all that it's a modern day engine and it feels like it and then they dialed back the graphics that's how it feels like to me so it's like a modern day shooter and then they just kind of like pixelated everything not like with a filter it just that's what it feels like like they did so it has that retro feel but or that retro look with that modern day feel um that said uh the gunplay and the combat was kind of lackluster so you're like this hacker that gets um abducted and taken to the spaceship and the spaceship has an ai that went rogue and you're there to kind of like I don't know uh try to fight it or something and you go to sleep you wake up everybody's dead and uh it's scary in the way that a derelict spaceship by itself is scary you know and there's zombies around but there's something like not scary about that retro look to me anymore you know like it it, it's just not the whole thing looks very cartoony and it's just not very scary that's what they're going for and uh, i didn't fall for it you know it wasn't scary at all to me um uh, the rpg part is probably the most interesting you know it feels a little fallout-esque you know you're walking around you're picking up a bunch of junk you're selling it to the junk vendor um you're picking up different things different guns and modding them and stuff so it, it does i guess that's what it feels like the most it probably feels like a fallout game like a fallout 3 or Fallout 4.
3: So this this game is one of the direct inspirations for, like, Bioshock and Fallout?
2: Yeah. You can, um, you can definitely see both of those in here. It does feel a lot of... Uh, you see the Bioshock as well.
3: So even the original version of the game, right, like the really, really old one, has is so complex that when, by the end of the game, you're, like, doing all these different types of, like, you know, rock-paper-scissor combos to be able to defeat enemies and things like that. Um, this is a game that I've personally played uh, the original um, and it's one of the ones, it's a great story. um, It's a great atmosphere, but the game really gets uh, addicting. I should say about like four or five hours in.
2: Yeah. um, I would imagine that sounds because of the complexity and what you're doing with combos and all that stuff. I would imagine.
3: Exactly. And then you also like, you can just play a certain play style as much as you want. And really turn that playstyle on its head. If you get like new weapons or new mods and things like that, um, it's a great game. It, uh, I would suggest that if you could, like, when the actual full release comes out, that you like family share with somebody that does own it. Because, um, like I said, it's one of the main inspirations for Fallout and I mean and Bioshock.
2: Are um, you interested in it, Nick? Are you Enough to play the demo at least?
3: I mean, I'll play the demo, but probably. I mean, it's probably it's done tomorrow, right?
2: Um, well, some of the demos persist and some don't, so I don't know if this one will, uh, I will (laughs) say the, the hacking portion, do you remember this, Nick, the hacking portion of the game being like a first person shooter, a a completely different first person shooter. Yes.
3: You're in like the virtual world.
2: Yeah. So it is a, it is so strange. It's a digital psychedelic trip. That's how crazy the hacky board portion is. It's yeah. a, uh, it's a game where you have a what do you call it, Bobby? When you can go in any direction, like f- uh, fly in any six direction. Six DOF, six yeah. degrees of freedom. Yeah, six degree uh, degrees of freedom. And so you, you feel kind of like a spaceship going through. It's still first person, but man, the colors and the sounds, it's all digitized and it's very strange and appealing, uh, visually, but I don't. I can't say that it was fun. Unfortunately, um, cool to look at. I don't know. I I do believe Nick though. I do believe that like it's all set up for this to get deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and there's probably some tech in mixing your abilities and your weapons and stuff. But I didn't get that. Yeah. Far, you, obviously,
3: what ends up happening is that you end up having to use different weapons for different. Uh, enemy types and the enemy types just become so vast that you end up having like to, to adapt and kind of suffer through some of them or just become this like keyboard God and adjust that you need to. I think it's,
2: I think it's a little more streamlined. I think they probably took away the, um, it sounds like you were using hotkeys and stuff like that. It's kind of um, it's streamlined. Although the HUD is very busy. HUD's, uh, the HUD takes yeah. up like you can see. Th- it, it's one of those opaque ones. No, not opaque. It's uh, translucent. You can see right through it, but it is. I don't know. It's taking up your whole screen. Um, if anyone, if anyone wants a really good
3: video essay about not only the original System Shock but the new one that's coming out, is the uh, Mandalore Gaming. He does a, I think, a whole hour long like uh, special on System Shock and System Shock Two. And they're both really good watches. They go over all kinds of shit, not just the game itself, but like the production and what came after and what, you know, what it directly influenced and the people that accredit it and things like that. So
2: it's pretty cool. Yeah. It seems like it's close to your heart, but not your atomic heart. Oh, geez. Um,
3: so atomic heart, uh, you guys have heard me talk about this before. And there's a little bit of drama that has surfaced um, after uh, the release party that they had. Um, I'm not going to say don't buy this game. I'm just going to say some of the things that may dissuade you from buying it if you're a certain kind of person. Um, It was discovered that a lot of the money that's coming for this game is coming directly from the Russian government um, and Russian government subsidiaries as well as um, the production company used to work for Russian uh, security companies, as well as the um, data gathering from the game itself with the NDA that you've signed and the user agreement that you sign is one of the most aggressive that you can ever sign. It gives away your physical address as well as your phone number and everything else that you provide. Um, It gathers background data about your computer or your PS, whatever you're playing it on. Um, they're breaking multiple international laws with um sexualizing characters and intimate objects and things like that, um, which is all, you know, for some people that's not a problem. For some others it, it is. Um, for those who don't know what this game is, it's about the Soviet Union essentially accelerating after the 19 – I mean after the World War II. And in the 50s they essentially get to the point where they have like – fully automated robots and, and all these like essentially infinite energy, they, they achieve cold fusion, cold nuclear fusion. And this essentially allows them to, you know, develop telekinesis using machines and things like that. So it's not necessarily the newest thing in the box, but it is like the newest version of it. Um, like the production company that made the game when they had their release party got, um, kind of, uh, looked at in a lot of weird ways. Um, the ultimate, like a uh, analogy that i can say that was said on on the internet is like imagine if wolfenstein threw a nazi themed par- party um because what they did is they just threw completely a a soviet union themed party hmm. um and like praising it and things like that um but yeah um just, just know that when you do buy this game, that you are giving up some liberties. Um, just to play, I'm not going to play it. I wanted to play it before. It looks interesting. It, it looks, looks
2: fun. It looks really good, dude. The world looks awesome. I gotta, I gotta give them that. If they, if they're doing yeah. a, a Trojan horse, it's a very pretty horse.
1: You could just say That seems appropriate. Yeah, for a for a Russian game.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, just, just one last thing of, like, kind of shadiness, right? That's so funny. Man. They they're, they keep saying, oh, we're an international company, we're an international company, we're an international company. But the the company that originated in, in Russia, but now they just went to Hungary and Cyprus with their main office being in Russia. And the only reason why they did that is so they can call themselves an international company. So, um, just watch out, be safe, pirate the game. I don't know, man. Um do, it, do whatever you want. I just wanted to put that out in the ether. Um, for those who don't know, there was a video that was put out by a Ukrainian YouTuber that goes over the game and more of like the shitty things that are going on in the back of the game. Um, I watched that video, and I watched some reaction videos. I understand that there's some people that just don't give a shit and just want to play games. That's perfectly fine. But just for those people that do wonder about that kind of stuff,
2: yeah, that's that's the gist of it. Dude, people download TikTok onto their phones, and that is the most aggressive EULA. It's about to be fucking banned, dude. Of all time. It's so aggressive, and people don't care. So,
3: yeah, the US government's about to
2: ban TikTok probably in the next two, three months. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh, the one thing that I can never forget is like it, the EULA for TikTok asked for permission for uh things that are on your wi-fi networks that don't have tiktok installed so yeah yeah it can look at your whatever your tv your computer your from your phone it can look at all these things it's insane it's right there in the eula i've seen it doesn't
3: Um, it also have the ability to um, gather information from all the other
2: apps running on your phone while they're running i think so yeah it's to include like login information, but yeah, it's pretty early. girls dancing. So it, that overrides everything, I guess. Yeah, totally.
3: There's a there's a pretty good video of how like the origins of TikTok started, and where it used to be Musically, which got sued for child porn and a bunch of other things. Um, but yeah, there's there's all kinds of shit that goes over how bad TikTok is. It's bad. Hey, Russia! Uh, Russia training.
2: has trains. What about monster train? <laughs> This is easy, days. (laughs) We don't even need
1: days anymore. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, Monster Train, The Last Divinity. So the only reason I'm bringing this up, this is the DLC for Monster Train.
2: Has it been out or is this new?
1: No, no. It's been out for a while. So the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I bought it, and I'm definitely going to play it this week. Uh, Monster Train is on sale for $5 right now. This was... Probably the best game that I played last year. the the one that I enjoyed the most. And for five bucks, I mean, come on, guys, you gotta pick it up. The reviews for the the DLC have been kind of like not not that great. I I don't know, they're middling, I suppose. But still, I'm gonna check it out. You can get like the DLC, the soundtrack, and the base game for I think like nine or ten dollars. It's a it's a crazy deal. This is my favorite of the card based combat games. Or I'm sorry, the um uh uh yeah yeah that's what they call it right yeah okay uh yeah so definitely recommend this the dlc includes a new class the wormkin and a new currency um
2: wait not a class but a a faction basically is what they are right
1: yeah I, i can't remember the exact word they use for that but the whole basis of the game is like you combine these two factions and you find the synergies between them so
2: it's a, it's such a good game.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is just the DLC sounds like, okay, whatever, but it, it's kind of just an excuse for me to play more monster train. <laughs> so just wanted to, uh, let everybody know five bucks, get yourself an amazing game.
2: So, uh, very quickly, Bobby, uh, they, this developer is making a co-op roguelike. I've talked, talked about it a couple of times. All right. Gloom. No, it's not Gloomhaven. I forget what it is, but, um, ink-bound. That's the one. There's a demo and I have it downloaded. So, uh, hopefully tonight I get to some of my, I have, I, guys, I've been in a little bit of a gaming slump, man. Like nothing is clicking. I mean, I'm still addicted to Marvel Snap, but I'm just kind of like, eh, doesn't seem good, doesn't seem good. I, I just, nothing, nothing is, I, I'm waiting to be broken out of my slump. We'll see what ends up doing it. But it wasn't infection free zone. Um, so this is crazy, Bobby. I need, you know, when uh, your old uncle is always like, Hey, you know that windshield wiper on the back of the car? I thought of that 20 years before it came out. You know, that whole thing, Bobby. I need you to be able to remember me having the, this idea for this game. So I talked about it I, a few t- times and I'm not saying I'm a genius what i am saying is i have a gaming podcast and i talk about a lot of bullshit and eventually i'm gonna guess right it's kind of like the simpsons there's a whole sizzle reel about like uh every time that the simpsons was right predicting things like if you throw enough pasta at the wall some of it's gonna stick so uh the last one was the um the knockout game by uh smite right mm-hmm. i i predicted that one and then this one infection zone infection-free zone weird name is a zombie, zombie survival game that's uh kind of like a city builder but it takes geo data from satellites and then you start in real cities anywhere you want so uh you could start in your own neighborhood and that's all i ever do you remember I was talking, take Google uh, information and you can start the zombie apocalypse from your house. Do you remember me talking about this, Bob? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do. All remember. right, thank God. All right, cool. Because <laughs> <sighs> I told Sam that, and sounds like, you're starting to sound like my dad. He thought he invented Red Bull 30 years ago. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyway, um, turns out it's not as fun as I thought it was going to be, uh, unfortunately. I, it could be just the, I, I got to play it more. Um, but it's more of a resource management game, a little less on the action, at least so far, who knows? I played it for not even a full hour, you know, but yeah, it's a lot of like farming and gathering resources and not a whole lot of zombie killing. You have a daytime phase where you go out and you gather resources and nighttime phase where you defend against hordes of zombies. So, um, yeah, there's not. There's not like combat in the way that I would think was fun combat. You know what I mean? Like moving my troops and or or turn turn based tactics. It's kind of more like it feels more like. As long as you have the right defenses in place, you're going to survive the night, and then you get to go scavenge and build more. Which I'm not. I don't like scavenging and building. So unfortunately, uh, I don't think I'm going to add this to my wish
4: anymore. list. <laughs> I was going to say this, this looks good. right to me. up.
2: This is right up Christian's alley. Like, oh, chopping down trees, sending people to chop trees—that's step one of my uh, making people do I mean, manual labor. Yeah, that's me. It's fun. <laughs> is this a
0: demo? Awesome.
2: It's a demo. Yeah. Is there
0: a demo out right now? Okay, cool.
2: um They say, uh, you know, uh a lot of these games will tell you when your workers are not working. Like uh, these guys are, whatever. What, what's the designation? You, you play more than anybody.
4: They're idle. I mean, they're, they're idle, idle. idle. No,
2: here they're unemployed, dude. <laughs> 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 I thought it was, I don't know. I just thought it was a funny turn of phrase, dude. they like, you have a lot. She tells you too on the radio. There's some, there's a significant amount of voice acting in this game, surprisingly. Uh, but yeah, I was like, dude, how dope would it be to start from your own fucking neighborhood? That is so cool. And then I imagine, you know, like the Costco would be a source of like food and stuff, but I don't know yeah i think it's cool
0: maybe you know it's interesting though that you bring up that like whenever your people are standing there idle like they're unemployed i saw that recently in the other game that i played which was fabledom that was Mm. the other demo that uh i played a bit of also kind of like a nice little cute city builder Um, and it's just set in like a fairy tale world, and it's a very laid back, like chill kind of uh, city builder. I thought it was beautiful, but they did the same thing too, where like if you weren't assigned or working anything, it was just like you're unemployed, and they even gave you like an unemployed rate or like percentage of unemployment Mm. in your your neighborhood, in your kingdom, which was kind of fun. And they kind of centered a little, I mean, this part I didn't really like, but who knows? Y'all are like fucking into love is blind and all that, and like, (laughs) That shit. And it is almost Valentine's Day, but part of this game mechanic is that you are a prince or a princess looking for a prince or a princess. You can be a princess looking for a princess or a prince looking for a prince. Don't matter, but you're looking for love and you made yourself a little fabledom, little Mm -hmm. kingdom of fables. And so... I don't know it's cute it's interesting it's like pretty laid back i definitely think it's a nice fun chill demo um i'm kind of curious to see how much it is and hopefully it's not too costly or they have a lot more to it than what has been shown but i don't know it's nice
2: days you think like the nicer you make your little town the more suitable of a, a partner you're gonna be is that the idea
0: I I could definitely see that, but I I mean I didn't I, like I didn't see that too much. Okay. It was just kind of like people were sending you messages and like you could talk to them a bit more. But um, wow. I don't know. I would imagine that if you've got like you know a gorgeous kingdom, then you're going to get some right some high end suitors. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: there's one thing that I forgot to put on here, uh, and it's worth a quick mention. But Darkest Dungeon two. Yeah, is I on think. Steam Next Fest, and I will 100% be playing that next week. But
2: if the demo you know, pulled I, well, in that game, gonna, and I haven't played it, going to be able to.
1: Uh, I would be surprised if they pulled it. I'll find a it way. It does happen. Yeah, I'll find a way. <laughs> I'll find a way. It's got to be out there somewhere. But yeah, this is um, one of my most anticipated games right here. So I will definitely be checking that out. Uh, before we get into highlights, though, quick shout out to our new patron, Time Killer B. Thank you very much, man been a while since we had a patron we appreciate it cool name um you can go to dlgaming.net and uh, click on the patreon link there and see all the cool rewards t-shirts and uh other goodies
2: scram tx says the monster train dlc is great adds a new race that plays very differently i wish my xbox progress would transfer to steam
1: Uh, that sucks when that happens yeah All right. Well, let's move on to highlights and we should probably just get this out of the way. The big game that just came out. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's playing it. That's right, folks. Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight.
2: It finally
1: came out. The remaster is But seriously, it is amazing. Like, It's just two levels and one of them is a saber fight level. Um, This is... uh, my favorite game of all time being remade on the unreal 4 engine the original game is so hard to get running right on a modern system i have ended up just uh getting it just perfect and then i just zipped up the the whole game directory and i save it on my google drive it's like 700 megs so if you do want to play like the original dark forces too? let me know i'll send you the link but this game this guy did it just right the attention to detail is perfect it is the first level is exactly how i remember everything's in the exact same spot everything looks so good it handles and feels kind of like the original uh, i mean really close to it so uh, is
2: he planning to do the whole game i think so does yeah. he have a
1: patreon like yeah he does in fact that's where the download links are so when the game first came out it was pretty hard to get it um because everybody he just had a google drive link and if you've ever shared something on google drive that too many people downloaded it will stop everyone from downloading it Mm -hmm. and say too many people have accessed this link so finally he got a torn out there and then someone else hosted it on their site so it's a little bit better now but i definitely recommend it i mean it's just the play the first level it is it's incredible man he did such a good job
2: now, Bobby, uh, do you have to be a patron in order to have access to the no. game? No?
1: No, you can just download it uh, without being a patron. Okay,
2: so this is incredible. The guy's doing amazing work. Are you going to give him the 3 bucks a month? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, I could, not, Bobby. I could not get water from this rock, guys. I could not do it. Like, uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> if it wasn't this, I don't know what's going to break the guy.
1: I don't know what... Sh- I guess if he keeps it free, there's no licensing issues, but if he were to try uh, to sell this, there would probably be, um, like, I'm sure LucasArts or Disney would have an issue But not just that.
2: this, that, I mean, you want the guy to not have to go to work so he can get this fucking thing done. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I've never, um, oh no, I've, I've done that on Patreon before. I've never done a, a Kickstarter before. I don't mm-hmm. even know I how n- to do that.
2: neither? I don't think I've done a Kickstarter. Hmm. Okay. i the the part about kickstarter i don't get is how do people how 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 does one i guess one just goes to kickstarter and starts looking for cool shit is that what people do
3: you can search keywords if i recall correctly you can be like water bottles and it shows you like all these water bottles yeah. that do crazy shit well i like, don't you know, know if it's like
1: that. as popular anymore but usually you just hear about like something starting on kickstarter and there were a lot of games you know they promote it in other other avenues and i think there's a way to do this on um on patreon but i i'm much more comfortable with just like a flat donation than a subscription
2: yeah you get stuck in those subscriptions yeah uh though but for you guys (laughs) you (laughs) sign up on our patreon because they are awesome you get so much we packed our five dollar uh tier guys yeah um But Bobby will (laughs) not sign up for three bucks. (laughs) It's three bucks. Okay. How much is Uh, that a year? That's at least $7 a year. $36. Yeah. All right, dude. (laughs) Just trying to make a joke. All right. Let's go to highlights. Uh, highlights are games that we played and we want to talk about because hopefully they were good. Oh, we're already here. Never mind. Yeah. Where the fuck you been, man? The (laughs) misdirection, the misdirection that Bobby was trying to do was actually Hogwarts legacy. And I, uh, Actually, I've already heard everything, because she texts us all, every day, all day, about how much she likes this game, but go ahead. Today,
3: I brewed this potion that turns me into a cat. It was a
0: good time. It was pretty neat. It's yeah, this game is pretty fucking neat, like so we're talking about Hogwarts legacy i'm I am gonna take a a quick moment though to like definitely recognize that uh j k Rowling's a transphobic piece of shit that being said, this game is awesome. I love this game um. I'm having, I'm having a blast. I don't want to spoil it because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I went in completely blind. I honestly, truthfully, first thought that this was like a multiplayer game, and that would probably be my only gripe is that I really wish there's going to be multiplayer. I know that they hinted at it, but um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I will wait and see, you know, if, if it reveals itself. Revelio that's right uh, which speaking of revealio dude holy shit spam that bitch because that i mean so big brain ravenclaw moment uh i definitely would recommend spamming revealio everywhere and just following where it takes you and then if it takes you four hours to complete literally every single puzzle that there is to complete in hogwarts then then do that <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's for those who experience. are
3: living under a rock or just hate the world um this is a game it's been a it's it's a Harry Potter game that is a third-person, essentially, shooter. Um, it really pays a lot of homage to the previous games. It's set in a completely different time than the books. It's just using the universe. Um, it's about 100-and-something years before the times of Harry Potter. Um, the environments are crazy awesome. The enemies are crazy cool. The Everything is just to a T. Uh, there's not many moments uh, after five years of marriage that you can go, Holy shit, this is really cool. You know, when when your loved one does something. And Leslie, my wife, Harry Potter's are arguably her favorite IP ever. And she's like, when you start the game, it's like, what's your name? You put in your name, and then it sends you a letter to Hogwarts. And she took a picture of that shit and sent it to her family. And I was like, you re- this is the thing you love the most, like I love <laughs> Warhammer, and it's dwarfed of your love for your love of 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 um Harry Potter, and because of that, I think the game's amazing. I've watched her play for seven hours or six hours, and it's amazing. The graphics are cool the the characters are interesting, the abilities are cool, and she's not as far as days and days can tell you a lot more about the game than I can, but I just wanted to throw that in there before days is like. Look, there's all these kinds of flowers. There's all these kinds of trees.
0: You can't go <laughs> swimming. You know, like, I just wanted to put that out there. Actually, you can go swimming. So, you, and you know, I spent a good chunk of time swimming because <laughs> so, I love to swim. But there, yeah, the... I think that, cause I played a few of the Harry Potter games and the Chamber of Secrets used to be one of my favorites. There was one of them back in the day where you would like trace the actual movements for the spell and they kind of bring that back with some of the spell learning and things like that. And just this, the game is so incredibly dynamic and well i think designed i think i definitely think that you can tell that they've spent a lot of time and effort and money into making this game because i am 42 hours in uh playing it and uh there's still brand new shit and there's still new things that i'm learning constantly
2: it's only been out for 44 hours so that's incredible (laughs)
0: Yeah. I I got I got access to it on Tuesday. Oh, that's correct. yeah,
3: yeah. It's it, so if you pre-ordered the deluxe edition, you got it early what, on Tuesday. What else did you
2: get with the deluxe edition, Dace?
0: You got uh, like a an entire like dark uh, magician and like dark arts outfit, and then when you unlock your flying mount, you have like a a, a dark pure black like onyx hippogriff that uh, is your new like mount. Once you unlock mounts, but. It takes a while getting through all the shit in the game but then again I I'm a fucking ravenclaw like I get so sidetracked and then I'm just like I'm going to solve all the puzzles and I get really like sucked into like reading all the books that are around and like finishing everything that's there so even though I'm like level 29 in the main storyline I think I'm only like level 17 so it's like I'm I'm a bit way back. I get so sidetracked by everything. I'm like, ooh, piece of candy. Oh, you mean it's, I could just sit here and fly around and race people? I'm gonna do that. Like on my broomstick, Yee.
3: <laughs> it's pretty distracting, dude. Like Leslie, we were just playing right, and she like gets she gets to the school because there's an intro, right?
2: And she's like, look, a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ravenclaw bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now, uh, this is, this is purely speculative, but I'm thinking. This game puts environment first and everything else second. Like, um, like they nailed, the, they nailed the castle and the environments and the the the. Uh, they-
0: they nailed a lot, dude. Because yeah, like yeah. so I'm I'm just like nerding out over the immersion, right? But like even if I were to take a step back and look at the combat system, the combat system is fan fucking tastic. They uh it kind of reminds me of Elder Scrolls Online in ways, actually. Um, but you have, you know, a tab where you have certain hotkey items equipped where you can have your potions or use certain uh, plants to be like a defense mechanism. Um, and they have multiple spells. You have customization to what order and range of those spells you want. They have combos that stack on each other and help doing damage. Certain enemies are uh, weak. To certain types of spells, and so you can use that and manipulate that. you can pick up I just saw one of the sickest fucking things that I did as I was fighting a uh, a gnome and i uh, or a goblin sorry, I was fighting a goblin and. Racist. I, sorry they all look the same fighting, Ooh, double races. <laughs> no no they don't but uh no the goblin <laughs> I was fighting him and um I used Expelliarmus and pulled his axe away and then I launched his axe right at his face like mm-hmm. and that that shit like there's these amazing combos where you can pick dudes up flip them you can manipulate the environment some of the uh puzzles and some of the trials and stuff that you go through you have to manipulate the environment uh, as a part of the spells and things that you're doing and it's just I think think the combat is fucking awesome there's so many moments where i'm just like that was cool as shit that looked really cool and that's fun but then the environment's super fun and awesome and then there's the whole like um like maintenance thing of a of uh you know you get a I don't know. I'm just going to say like your space and like can kind of take care and craft. There are, there is that in the game. I'm trying not to spoil too much, but I think the story is also fantastic and the side quests are all super interesting and different. And so, and I haven't been bored with any of the quests or anything that I'm doing. And there's so many moments where I'm like, I feel like this is the Witcher three, but in a Harry Potter universe,
3: the one way I can really point out the game to even to non Harry Potter fans is, so you know how like every game is like you're the savior complex, right? Like you killed God, all that kind of shit. Um, this game really does make you feel special and it makes you feel like your character is special. Um, because there's things in this game that's talked about in the Harry Potter world that's never talked about anywhere else. Um, I love me some juicy lore. And you know, I've seen all the Harry Potter movies and and, and to include the the Fantastic Beast movies, but all this shit's even cooler to me at least. Um It's, if you... Like Harry Potter, or you like fantasy worlds? Like this game will definitely, definitely, definitely scratch a itch. Um, I mean, like for God's sake, there's like memes all over Instagram and TikTok just because of this fucking game. So
0: it's um, so great, and I and I feel like with Harry Potter, I feel like kind of leaning so much on Harry Potter is inaccurate because they're doing it in a different like time zone in a different world. It's almost exactly. like a pseudo Victorian era, and and you're really your own character. I mean, there has been once in a while. Where Where you'll like meet somebody and you'll recognize the last name, but you don't know that character at all. And you're like, I have no idea how this person is truly related, but like they're obviously related somehow. But that's kind of the extent of like Harry Potter that you get. Of course, like the lore is similar, but I don't really think you have to. Uh, know harry potter or love harry potter as a series to actually enjoy this game because I don't to me man I'm just i'm loving these puzzles. It feels so good. I haven't looked up anything I've been doing it all completely like working through it all in myself and i'll be sitting there and I'll be like I don't get I don't get this and then i'll just figure it out and there's such a wide variety It's like you can manipulate time to get certain things Lined up that then would unlock and open up other things or you can Push and pull certain platforms and stuff to reach the other one so you have to, there's math puzzles as well, where you have to quickly do uh, math and then associate certain symbols that line up to a certain number uh, to unlock that door. There's just, there's a whole wide variety of uh, things in this game that I think a lot of people would enjoy.
2: Hey, Daze, uh the tracing of the spells. So does like a dotted line show up on the screen when you try and then you do it with your mouse or... How does the so they, tracing work? They
0: kind of have it weird. Yeah, like, I, I remember in the Chamber of Secrets, you would actually, like, click, drag down, and then trace it, which I like yeah. that more. <laughs> but... This one is like you aim and then you have to hit like either space bar F or like left or right mouse click at certain moments because you're chasing some like red, like probably fail. I mean, it's something, but it's not incredible. And I do think that I do think that there's things lacking in the game for sure, you know, that could be better or optimized better or there's like a little bit of some gaps like it's not perfect. But I think with everything that you see that you have in this game and that you can do, uh, especially if you do enjoy like a fantasy world it I mean this game is just it's full flesh like it's awesome. it's a great game.
3: I have a question for you days um, do you think that they are gonna come out with dLC or sequels for this game only because of the monetary aspect like this is one of the number one selling games in the past like five years I believe not only that, but it's um there's thing. There's fact critical checking. things missing <laughs> from the game, like Quidditch, for example.
2: You can talk <laughs> Christian and me. I yeah, see to Christian's keyboard. fact checking it. No, it's it,
3: dude. It um, the pre sales alone you, for the game is like it, it, it's it it it's insane. Like just the just the registration to link your account to your Hogwarts account just crashed all the servers. Like it it um something like. I can't remember the stat, but I saw it on I saw it on the on like uh, the Google News thing, like the news feed. Like there was almost as many pre-orders as there people that bought the game normally. Like almost as many people that bought the deluxe edition just to play it early than they did normally, and uh, which is not normal at all. Like not many people aff- like either can afford the deluxe edition or want to buy the deluxe edition. Um, there is kind of a I, I will say I will poo poo on this for a second. I'll make it quick. Uh, there is a PlayStation exclusive quest. It's a horror quest. Um, if you bought the deluxe edition, but that's really the only thing that's different, um, from all the versions. Um, but I I personally think that they're probably going to add either DLC or brand new games for each subsequent year. So you start off as a fifth year and, uh, like the Hogwarts goes to seven years and you, you end school at 17. um, well, either they, they're they going to make the newest games, uh, I mean, new games for each year, or the DLC is going to add pivotal, like, uh, parts of the game, like Hogwarts. Like, one of the first things they say in the game, like, when you get to the school is like, due to some accident, you know, uh, fucking Quidditch is now, you know, banned for the rest of the year, or we stopped playing for the rest of the year, and you're like, what the fuck? That's one of the most important things of Hogwarts. What What's going on here? So I, I think they're going to add it in DLC or something.
0: Yeah, you do um, learn uh, by the way without too much of a spoiler if you search for it you can find out what actually like what exactly happened why Quidditch uh, was cancelled but that's just a little, little teaser just, uh, a I have a, <laughs> just a little Ravenclaw just a little Ravenclaw tidbit there yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I personally feel like they have I like I said there were rumors that at least I've heard that they want to do multiplayer what great way to do multiplayer than to have it be Quidditch. And so I felt like that was actually kind of a smart call of them to take something big like that and kind of hold on to it. But what I've been seeing, uh at least with like the limited scope of like the news and stuff on it, is that a lot of people in the news are talking about them trying to make money and like that they should do multiplayer because then they could make money off of it. But it almost seems like a lot of the people and the developers have wanted to like stay kind of true to it and not do like an enormous money grab, but I don't know. At the same time, it was like, pay us $10 and you can play the game three days earlier, which I think a lot, I feel like a lot of those deluxe pre-orders might've happened after the first day when people started watching the game and seeing it. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Um,
3: but I, to, to keep it short, I think it's a great game so far. And I'm going to continue watching Leslie play it.
2: Well, here's the thing guys in this day and age, if you make a crazy good game, you deserve to, like, parse out little pieces. If the original part days, you're getting plenty of content, yeah? Like, plenty.
0: Buckload load of content. I just looked at it, I think. So I've put 42 hours in, and I've certainly played those 42 hours, and I'm only apparently 51% in, yeah. like, of the game.
2: Well, that probably because you're staying away from the main quest. But, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so you're getting a ton <laughs> of content. Let them make their money on extra shit. Let them you know we still are getting games for 60 or 70 dollars which is severely on the price com- compared to how much money goes into something like yeah. this with all the voice acting and stuff so let them if you're doing it right and you're doing good quality let them if you're
0: I didn't even mention that I actually think the voice acting in this has been pretty great too and pretty diverse I haven't been catching too many of like the same voice. Uh,
2: Scram TX is talking about how good the combat is, and I've heard this other places. Uh, Shout out to AGC. Um, Shout out to his little podcast and his little YouTube uh, channel, because he needs it. Um, But in that video, he was talking about when he turned up the difficulty. It wasn't just more health and more damage from the bad guys. The 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 bad guys were actually doing um, more evasive maneuvers and uh, ducking cover and stuff like that. So, uh, what difficulty are you on? And did you have to adjust days?
0: I am on normal and. Uh, I was finding it to be like really easy, but it's also like, yeah, of course, because I was like 10 levels higher every time I go back right. to the quest. And so there's been some quests, though, where like it is a lot more difficult or the enemies are more difficult. And I think that I'm trying to move through the main quest today and tonight. And so like, it's going to catch up with me, I think, cause I was just sitting there being like, man, I'm having a, an easy time. I should just change it to hard, but you could change it. Like in the middle of the, of playing, you just have to go into your settings and then you can adjust the difficulty.
2: So you, yeah, uh, you're, it's late on Sunday. When do you start work? Uh, a week from now. Okay, I so have, you're going to finish oh, this easily.
0: I don't know. I might. I might slow down because I want. I don't want to finish it so fast. You know what I mean. I don't know if this is going to be a well. I want to. I uh, want to make you, another character and like. I was about to say. Have it. you explored
3: the other uh, houses like private rooms yet? No. Yeah. So each one is different. By the way, like pretty significantly different.
2: Do they have a new game plus? Do you? I uh, no know?
3: one. I I have no clue. That's more
2: honest. of a Sony thing, isn't it? Um. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay. But, well, thank you. Yeah. Man. Highly
0: recommend. Love yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Locked in game of the year, right?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say nothing's locked in, man, but definitely nah. the game of the year so far.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the game of the first two months of the year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Like the game of February. Yes. <laughs> so tell
2: tell us about this new game. I think it's called Marveled Snape. I don't know what that's called. <laughs> what <Where> is that? <laughs> Uh, I just want to talk about Marvel Snap a little bit, a little bit. Um, I I am still completely addicted. (laughs) I play a lot. Um, The only time I don't want to play is when I go on a losing streak. But anyway, um, multiplayer was, how do you, matching your friends, uh, challenging your friends was introduced. Uh, We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, But yeah, you get a friend code. I feel like it's in beta. I finally did it, and that's why I'm going to talk about it. What's great is, you know, it sucks having to send a friend code, making a room, him punch it in, and then you guys play. It sucks. What's good is you're locked in there for a, uh, you know, a certain amount of games. Now you can't complete quests, and you and none of that XP uh, goes towards your um your xp like like i've said many times what makes this game so good is you're you're betting your xp the only way to level up is to bet your xp and double it up that's the only way to level up and it's crazy because you're putting your level on the line every time you play which i i find infinitely fascinating but um you want you go into and play in your game, obviously people would game the system and if you could get XP in there then so how do you make it fun? First you're playing your friend, which is cool. Secondly, uh, they made a like a mini you start with ten XP points and then you get to risk those within. So you play like three, four matches and if you don't risk your points, then you play more matches or basically uh you can beat your opponent faster by playing riskier. If you go all in, then you know, you hit your opponent, Chad, for 8 points and then he goes all the way down and then you're done in 2. But uh basically you're you're given funny money. It doesn't affect your real XP level. Uh but at least there's some stakes. So so the little match that you're having of anywhere from 2 to 4 games it has a little bit of risk because you're trying to beat each other in the best of three or four. Does does that make any sense? Did I make any sense here? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Instead of risking real XP, you're risking this temporary XP in this little bubble universe you're playing your friend in. Yeah, so um, I thought it was the best way they could have implemented this. There's really smart guys behind this. I mean, it's done really well. All right, all right, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Have you, uh,
3: this is just a sidebar. Have you heard or seen anything about the
2: new magic set? No. Oh, I've seen a couple of articles talking about how, like, um, I don't know that, that Wizards of the Coast is basically shitting to bed.
1: That reminds me, there's going to be a Magic the Gathering tournament, several of them at DreamHack in San Diego.
2: I don't even know. that's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah, they, they are shooting the bed, but they printed one of the most, like, overpowered cards of all time so far. Um, It's called Phyrexian Obliterator. Whatever damage is dealt to it, your opponent has to sacrifice that many permanents. What and it's fuck? so bad that, um, like, 60% of the decks I'm facing are just black or black and green. Lame. It's, it's it like, I'm facing the same decks all day.
2: It is a small so. advantage that Snap has, you know that they can yeah they because it's just digital cards they can just modify they nerf things all the time
3: yeah and and that's what magic is trying to do with with uh, arena but now it's just it's not it's not a good time uh, like nick,
2: it's nick can you read the review that's on the screen right now
3: uh <laughs> sure stop with the magic uh was good now it just seems every show has 20 minute ad for magic the gathering built in it's not 20 minutes bitch uh, <laughs> that and that was when uh, i got into uh, arena i think yeah but um yeah i just wanted to bring that up i'm glad that marvel snap is still super going super hard and i hope it actually keeps going um i think magic and a bunch of other card games like Yu Gi Oh need more competition um it's i don't know i i'm tired of stagnation in a lot of ways people are saying that this coming month i mean uh sorry not this coming month in the next three months that magic will have the biggest change to the game ever um in regards to like rules and how cards work and things like that they're going through a complete restructure apparently so we'll see uh, what that means and what what happens with that but um i did want to talk about uh dawn of war soulstorm for a quick second while emilio's gone because he probably doesn't give a shit about it um so dawn of war is a really really old pc game i think it came out 2007 or 2008 Um, it is a RTS game. It's the game that got Emilio familiarized with the Warhammer world back in the day. It's known as one of the better, um, Warhammer 40 K games. Uh, if you ever see this game on sale, like maybe, you know, where you can get all, all four games for like 30 bucks, I'd say definitely pick it up. um, the reason why I bring up Soulstorm in particular, it's because it's the last DLC for the game and it fixes a lot of stuff for the game, but it also adds a lot of stuff to the game as well. And the modding community for modding community for this game is absolutely insane. Um for example, uh I tried adding the uh the mod that everyone that plays this game still plays, and it's called the um, Unity mod. And it introduces like seven new races and like over 300 new units and not only just new units for those new races, but new units for older races and new units that don't even exist on like the plastic models that are in like my cabinet right here for those factions. Like there are, there are units that exist in the lore that have never been seen and these dudes have have worked on it and like really made it shine. What I will say it's a pain in the ass to fucking install when it does work, it's a great time. Um, so both the game, uh, you know, with the mod and without the mod is both absolutely a great game. Um, I think there's a total of seven campaigns, each range from like eight to 15 missions. Um, so if you like RTSs and you want to kind of change the flavor of what you're playing, uh, check out Donald War Soulstorm. It's pretty fun. It's not too complicated. There's only two resources, so it's not like melt your brain kind of level thinking. Um and uh it's all about unit cohesion. So like you can have ten of the same squads, but all those squads can be decked out in different gear. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up.
2: Nice run. Did you uh I remember you said it was a really hard install. Did you get it done in the first try?
3: yeah. So there's been new versions of it. And then there's always like these newer versions of it that always come out. They're like, Oh, this is the beta for this version, but you have to have this version of the game installed. Um, and so it, it ends up being kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, they did simplify it a little bit, but what ends up end up being like the crutch of the whole thing is the launcher. Like I want to say like 80% of the time it works, but 20% of the time it's just a critical fucking failure. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I got to reboot my whole PC now. Um, but it, you talk about passion projects. This is one of the ones that like people still to this day are still working on that mod. Like I think d- just an example, and I, I like I said, I only had a limited amount of time playing playing it. The mod that is the Imperium of Man, which is like the main faction of Warhammer 40K, as we all know, usually uh, I believe only has sixteen units with the mod. I think they have ninety four. Jeez, yeah like Uh. it's it's crazy yeah it it also adds to the game and like gives it better resources to use in the sense of like you can only zoom out so far normally even with the newest version of the game that says that it fixes it you can only zoom out so far that you can maybe see like seven squads on the team on the on the screen but with that mod you can zoom that bitch all the way out you can see the whole map so
2: it's a, it's a good mod in case those people are like, if you're still on the fence about this or whatever, I want to s- go out on a limb here. I think Donna War is probably my favorite RTS of all time. So, I, I mean, I, I fucking loved it. I thought it was so fucking good. Uh, and I haven't played the mod, and I haven't reinstalled it and all that. But, uh, yeah. So, I'll give it that tip of the hat. Um, what's up with Daikatana? How's that popping up again? Hell yeah. Well, I was playing old
1: games. So I thought I'd go back to Daikatana. I started playing this game after I had read Masters of Doom in 2015, which is a great book about um, id software, John Carmack, John Romero, basically how modern PC gaming was invented. And for those of you who are old enough, you probably remember Daikatana. It came out in 2000. And it was a a huge flop. Just uh, it was in development hell it was in development forever three whole years <laughs> yeah. and and then when it finally came out um it was very disappointing the marketing was all mess like a little weird it, very famously it was there was a poster that said john romero's about to make you his bitch and everyone was just like even for like 1999 everyone was like that's a little too edgy <laughs> but um yeah it, the game tried to do a lot of cool stuff like this uh buddy system you had these ai companions and those were incredibly bugged it had this really difficult save system you had to collect save crystals in order to save the game which nobody liked and and it starts I, off with a five minute cutscene that is just super boring um so yeah the game it, the story was just pretty bad uh, it, and what it tried to do was It tried to introduce an RPG element into the first-person shooter. So you level up um, by killing enemies and you can spend talent points in in different areas. But none of it works. Um, When I started playing this game before, I got pretty far back in 2015. And then I realized there's a community-made patch, version 1.3, that you can install and it fixes a lot of the issues with the games um it improves the graphics obviously the audio uh, it fixes the ai with the companions uh, it lets you save whenever you want um but when you switch to this it wipes out your old save so i never i I never checked it out with version 1.3 until now and i'm starting fresh going through the game again it's been long enough that i can i can stomach the uh beginning again but um yeah it's still not a very great game but i do i am kind of fascinated by it so if you're familiar with uh first of all if you haven't read masters of doom you got to read that book it's incredible but uh john carmack john romero and there are like two other people part of id software they they started id software doom uh doom 2 quake you know just invented the modern first-person shooter and then basically like everybody took their engine and built off of it to make all the games we know and love now like half-life um, john romero and tom hall who was like the story creative uh, guy on on uh, id software they left and formed ion storm but Ionstorm kind of split. I'm giving a little bit of a gaming history lesson here. Ionstorm split into uh Dallas and Austin. And Dallas was the one that worked on Daikatana. It took forever. Um it, it, typical like dot-com boom mm. bullshit. You know, they bought super expensive offices, super mm. lavish, spent all this money, and then just failed to deliver a good product. Um, meanwhile, Ionstorm in Austin headed by Warren Spector ends up making Deus Ex, which is actually a really, really good game. I don't know if anyone's ever yeah. heard that one. But that was um, very much like System Shock. One of those games that really merged first person shooters and RPGs together very well. I got Deus Ex for free when I bought a video card, like I don't know, in the early 2000s. And I, um, I remember playing it, and finding it very difficult but really enjoying it i it was the first time i ever played a game where i was just like i can just walk anywhere i can interact with this cup over here like it was just back then it was kind of a big deal but it's kind of
2: crazy that you can trace back a lot of lineages lineages from games directly back to what you're talking about
1: yeah i mean pretty much everything um but yeah deus ex was a great game and that went on to spawn a bunch of sequels which were not so great. Well, except um the the recent ones were pretty good, right? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Mankind Mankind on, uh, Evolution. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I have been playing Daikatana. I also played a little bit of Quake and apparently they've redone Quake. I didn't realize this happened. They've redone Quake. I believe in the Unreal engine. You can mm. play the whole game like that. Uh and it looks beautiful. Oh and, wow. Yeah, it's it's great. Um kind of like what they're doing with Jedi Knight, but it's all done. So mm-hmm. that that was a pleasant surprise.
2: Uh was Quake's an actually good game, that's why.
1: Yeah, I mean, Quake two. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying
2: to shit shit on your taste. I've never played, I don't know. Maybe I if I mean, that were... game came out. You know what? I'm going to throw on the Patreon just so I can uh play this game and then I'll see if it's the greatest game.
1: What game?
2: Um Jedi Knight Oh, you don't have to subscribe to the Patreon for that. You can just Yeah, do it. but I want the whole game before oh. I play it. I don't want okay. two levels. <laughs> but you, you suggest that I do play the first two levels?
1: Yeah, the first level's great. It, yeah. It's such a well designed level. Um, but yeah, you know, I was thinking about it. And uh, I mean, Quake was really popular for the multiplayer, but I also really enjoyed the single player of it. And I think Quake 2 is the best one. I think I haven't played that one in forever, but I, I played Quake 4 recently and eh, that one. So. Not Quake great. 2
2: blew my mind when I saw it graphically for the first time.
1: Yeah, that was technologically a big advancement. That was when they started doing a lot of stuff with the light in that that engine. Quake 2 was a big deal.
2: Could you imagine? Could you imagine being so old guys that it was before we were playing games before there was like proper use of light? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is uh, Quake
3: 2 the one where like they did like a video and everybody freaked the fuck out when they realized that they could just shoot the bird out of the sky or was that unreal tournament? I can't remember, but I know, I know it was like in that period of time where like environments weren't that interactive and just being able to shoot the bird out of the sky was like seen as like technologically insane.
2: They were just backdrops, dude. That's all it was. um, Yeah. Most part you couldn't interact with any of that shit. Now we take it all for granted.
3: Oh yeah, it's like, Back in my uh, day. <laughs> it's, it's always so weird to me that like nowadays, like for example, when you play a fallout, um, that you can just pick up any, almost everything that you see, right. Um, anything that's not part of the environment is always just a trip to me. Cause like, I remember playing games and it's like, ah, yes, a JPEG image on a 3d object that I can't interact with at all. This is great. But, uh, no, nah, it's, yeah. it, you know, it's changed.
4: I found the moment you were talking about the Flappy Bird revolutionary game, and that was what—that's what, that's what uh, you were saying, yeah. right? No? Yes,
3: yes, totally. Nah, yeah, it, like there was a there was an expo. I think it was for Unreal Tournament or for or for Quake, where they literally they started off the they started off the demonstration and they walked on the environment and like there was a bunch of enemies and stuff. And they kill the enemies, and then they, there's a bird, there, there's just a random fucking like hawk or alien bird
4: in the air, and they just shot it out of the air. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and Emilio invented infection free.
2: i <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: <okay. laughs> um, get your fucking stroller. That's all.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: get me applesauce. Yeah.
2: Speaking of long yeah, roads, <laughs> I played Road ninety six. Um, I've been wanting to play this a long time. And I thought I was gonna get a uh telltale level game or like um a, a fire watch or something you know because the, the reviews on this are really high it's like in the 90s um people really like this game and uh i played it and i thought the prediction value was very low i thought the man the voice acting is like just like people talking into their their computer mics at home and you can kind of just tell, you know, um, I don't want to shit on it too much. Cause I don't know what the production, how much money went into this or, or anything really other than, you know, the reviews and the price. And so I think days might've picked this up for me. I think she did. And, uh, so I finally got to play it and I like the concept. The concept is cool. So you're in this like a totalitarian state, And there's a overlord or something, but there is a democracy, even though everybody says that it's all rigged, there's kind of like the people's president trying to fight for her place. You're a teenager and you are trying to escape the country. And apparently a lot of teenagers try to do this. It's a very common thing to try to get out of the country. While you're on this quest to get out of the country... um, you have three basic um philosophies you can go down you could be like a complete rebel like fuck fuck this like trump type figure or uh you could be like go vote you could be pushing the vote or you could be like um like burn it all but it was never explained to you why the teens are leaving. Like, if you want to be a voter, why would you be leaving the country? It, doesn't, it didn't really make a lot of sense. I see what this game is doing. So, you play as different teenagers escaping the country over and over and over. Every time you play, you're a different teen. I escaped the first time. I don't know if I would have the second time. Like, I think it's completely random. Um, you don't know what characters you're going to run into every time. You can... I. I kind of saw through the whole thing, or I assume that I saw through the whole thing. The for my first playthrough, I think you're supposed to play this. I escaped the country in about an hour, and I think you're supposed to probably escape ten or fifteen times before you get the full story. But even during my first playthrough, I I was like, oh, this character is obviously this character's dad, and this character is obviously this. I kind of saw through, I, or I feel like I saw through it and um like i said the voice acting uh, really the voice recording was just so bad um there are mini games that keep it kind of entertaining the whole thing is mildly entertaining but um like like i said i don't like let me know why i'm leaving maybe that would come out if i kept playing but it didn't seem like that was the theme of the game. The theme of the game is you're leaving, and now make all these decisions. You don't have the choice whether or not you're going to leave or not. Um, I don't know why it's reviewed so high. I guess I would have to play more than you want. Maybe at the end times. of like the
3: last, the last, uh, you know, escape, you find out why most of them are leaving or something. I
2: yeah, I mean, it could be. Uh, it, it does yeah. say that like this Trumpy figure is like he. He's trying to make the teens leave so they won't vote. But, like, if I'm pushing the vote and I choose that route, like vote, 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 even graffiti, and vote everywhere, why would I still leave? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, it, maybe it's better than I'm giving credit to. I only escaped once out of the 10 that you're supposed to. So maybe there is more there, but. Guys, I'm telling you, this is the worst voice recordings I've seen, I've heard. (laughs) Worse than Squad? Yeah, it's bad. You know, (laughs) I I don't, I do not give us much credit very often, but like I listen to our podcast and then I listen to others and thanks to Bobby and uh, I think Christian does something. I don't know what he does. I don't know how all the, (laughs) I don't know how the varies in the box does everything, but like our audio is pretty goddamn good compared. I think so yeah especially for having I think, remote uh, people.
0: good hardware helps as well you guys have a decent amount of setup,
2: yeah that all came from one Thursday. definitely wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah well so road ninety six is uh is on game pass uh I played it a little bit. Uh, like a few months ago, I think. And I agree. I remember the voice acting just being like, don't really like it. All I remember though, is that like, yeah, you are a runaway and I could have sworn that it's like illegal. So you're like fleeing or something, but yeah. I don't remember it being incredibly clear of like why you're leaving either. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought the game was meh.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and again, Maybe we have to put in three, four hours before we get it. But I, I could have sworn I saw right through everything. Sam hates watching anything with me because I, I like reveal plot lines before they're revealed a lot of the time, you know? Um, and she's like, how how do you know? Stop. Although she doesn't, she doesn't mind me spoiling it, but she hates that I'm guessing it right all the time. I got that from my mom. She's always looking right through plot lines and stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is all
0: pretty fucking obvious. But anyway. You should check out Immortality then. I wonder uh, I if wonder. you could see right through that.
2: Could be. Um, what I couldn't see through is something dark or darker. Thank you. I love that was
3: that was amazing. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so for next test, Dark and Darker put out another free play test for the game. What are you doing, uh, dude? What are you
2: doing in real I was life? I'm standing up. I got a standing desk. It's Leave super me alone. strange. What are your, uh, All we saw was belly for five seconds. Was... <laughs> no, my back's hurting, so I just turned
3: into standing mode. I see. Um, man, boy, uh, I played some Dark and Darker. <laughs> man, um, boy, it was. <laughs>
2: Man, boy, a old man baby good time man baby
3: it was uh it was honestly a great time um I got to play three of the classes um there's you know, normal archetypes like mage, rogue, fighter barbarian um stupid asshole with a bow, you know your typical shit um the game is fun, single player, but where it really really shines is multiplayer um. A lot of people are like, this game's slow. I don't like it. It's not fast. It's not slide and jump and roll. If you think that, you're fucking dumb. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, You're not that dumb. But what it is is that um, this game, in a lot of ways, if it was any faster, would be silly. Um, You really have to think about the actions you're making and, and the kind of attacks you're doing and when to move, when to move backwards or which way to move. Like sword fights are always pretty interesting as well. And uh, like I said, the single player is, is nice and all really, you just play on one map, the same map. Every time you spawn in different corners of that map against 11 other people, I mean, 10 other people and you just fucking beat the shit out of each other and extract. And most of the time people just want to work together because they're trying to farm money for uh, the multiplayer mode, which you're in teams of three and the uh, the dynamic is very different. Um, like, for example, if you're a wizard and you get decked in the head with, like, anything, you're pretty much dead. Um, but there is, when it comes to, like, healing, for example, you're like, oh, man, I found a health potion. I wonder how much this is going to fucking heal me. It's just 10 health. It is nothing. A bandage heals you more than a health potion. Um, people... You know, people equate this game to Tarkov in the sense of like, oh, you you go in the raid, you kill people, and you come out with shit. Eventually, there's going to be quests. There's different traders and all that stuff. Yeah, it's very close. It's very close. Is it the same? Not even. Um, I think the game mode is the same, but as far as the atmosphere and the way to play the game, it's very different. Um, even as like, I wasn't a rogue, right? I've been playing fighter the whole time just to kind of play the vanilla, you know, fucking experience to get to try to get a hold of everything and you can literally just hide in a dark corner like in and, and pretty much be invisible um the one thing that they do give you for free when you play like every time your character dies you lose everything is they give you three torches use them motherfucking torches because you cannot see shit um you can throw them and pick them up and you can light other other sconces and things like that And it ends up being a a kind of a a dynamic lighting situation where if you turn off all the rooms in a light and you and someone, if you turn off all the lights in a room and somebody goes in there, they're going to be freaked the fuck out because you can't see anything. Um, I'm definitely going to be picking this up when it does come out. I hope they come out with bigger teams, but I understand why they do three because you really, really, really have to choose, um, kind of, kind of like, precisely what team composition you want to run. Cause if you do all rogues, you're going to fucking die. Like a rogue dies to like a swift fart. But if you have a cleric anywhere, like <laughs> that clerics, clerics don't fuck around, dude. A lot of people like sleep on the clerics. They bonk people in the head. They heal people. They curse people. Like it's a good time. Um As far as like what's missing from the game right now, there's no quests. Uh, the traders are pretty limited. There's 12 traders. Uh, but the traders are pretty limited on what they sell. The amount of, like, weapons and things like that are kind of limited. It's not really the weapons that make a difference or the armor. It's the effects that they have. Um, I will say that I don't really think anything's kind of overpowered over one thing over another. I think it's in a good place of balance. Um, I'm interested to see, really, what this game turns into. And, like I said, I will be buying it unless there's, like, a pay-to-win model to come but uh, I can answer any pretty much any questions. I think I put like twelve hours
2: into this, or ten. I do have some questions, uh, Nick. Yeah. Um. So it's a risk versus reward with lighting your torch, right? Because you give away your position.
3: Exactly. Right. And so in single player, it's 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 bad. It's real bad. Um, but the thing is, there's so many fucking traps on the map that you play in that you have to turn your torch on. You're like, I'm gonna step on this tile and lose my goddamn legs. Um, is there a smaller choice? Is there a candle? No, I think there is a night vision potion though. Oh yeah. Um, That would be the, that'd be like stealth
2: or like, yeah, that'd be super strong.
3: Yeah. So like, for example, you're like, Oh, the rogue probably goes invisible and you can probably see like a little outline of him or something. No, that motherfucker goes in completely invisible. Like see they're invisible. But the only thing is you can only really use like a knife and the knife is dinky. Um, Like I said, the game really, really, really shines with its multiplayer. Um, Like some people will go cleric, barbarian, and ranger. Or some people will go wizard, rogue, and fighter. Um, Which you really do want a diverse cast because everyone meleeing everything and hitting each other on accident or anything like that is kind of annoying. But um I did really explore the like different types of weapons. Cause like the fighter, I believe can use the most amount of weapons in the game. Um, and for example, like I had a halberd, which is very different from when they start you. And then what they try to teach you in the game is like, use the shield and a sword and you can kind of get that, you know, kind of get that down. But a halberd is like, it's slow, but it hits like a truck, but you can also fight things from very far. Um, the NPCs are nothing to scoff at, by the way, it's not like you can just run past them all and be like, I'm done. Right. Um, most of the time they don't stop chasing you. Um, they can pretty much all kill you in about three to four hits. Um, and if you, anything
2: slows you, you're fucked. Um, so yeah, it, it seems it's like the lighting, the lighting situation is causing conflict.
3: You know, you can, it's, it, that's exactly what it is. And it, in I like it. I think it should be that way.
2: Yeah. Because the thing with Tarkov is two people could be, or two groups or whatever, could be in the same area for an hour or whatever, 10 minutes, and not Mm. ever run into each other. You know, they might hear something or whatever, and then you go the wrong way, and the interaction never happens. This kind of seems like it forces the issue. Because somebody lights a torch. Lights a torch.
3: Sound plays a lot into this game. Um, just like in Tarkov, right? So, for example, when you pop a potion, it makes a loud noise. Um, and like doors being closed or open also impact like the noise that it makes. Um, it really, it really comes down to sound and, uh, like line of sight, really. Um, when you cast spells or you, you use range weapons, it is, you are shooting where you're aiming and some of them do have drop. Um, but, it gets to the point in the game where when you're playing three players, the game mode is very different from single player in single player there's one map, one floor, and there's multiple exits that show up near the end of the map, like in the end of the round because the the area where you play is constantly shrinking in multiplayer there's exits on every floor there's exits for individuals as well, but there's also portals to go deeper in the dungeon where you even you're risking it even more where you start to fight boss creatures where you start to fight enemies that hit harder where you're like it's it, it just crank every every floor you go down just cranks it up even more the difficulty sounds awesome dude it's it's great dude. and it's it's it was free I mean, it's still free to play till tomorrow but um i love it it does take some getting used to though i will say that it does take, like, it, it is slow. And it's supposed to be slow.
2: So, stay it to that. How, uh, how loud could drinking a potion actually be? Like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> you're uncorking that bitch. Okay. And it's like,
3: <clears throat> and <you're> like <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. And then you hear a guy chugging. And he's, like, drinking through a helmet. But the thing is, like, so there's all kinds of potions, right? And you can identify what potion they're using by the sound that it makes. If you're just hearing a pull and wow. a drink that's probably like a health potion. But if you hear like a pull a drink and then a room like that, that means they got a fucking, uh, barrier potion that can absorb 25 damage. Mm. Um, if you drink a potion, that's an invisibility. You, it, depending on what class you are, if you move or you attack, you reveal your, your, your invisibility. You just have to stand still, but it makes like a, like a quick sound. Like it's like, whoop, and
2: then like you, you just kind of disappear. Um, I don't and know so, why like, companies even have sound effects departments. They should just hire you, dude. You could do it all, dude. Sign me up. Send me a job. Sign me <laughs> up. Put me in, coach. Um, but it's
3: it's dynamic. It's great. I got a friend who's addicted to it. Um, I got other friends that are like Thursday nights are dark and darker nights. Um, but I, I hope that the game eventually goes to open beta or closed beta for payers because.
2: If this game's below
3: $60, bucks, i am probably going to pick it up.
2: So. I, I'm glad that you're moving closer, dude, because that, that three-hour difference is killing us, honestly. Oh, I know. You're telling me it's going to be an hour less, which is nice. Yeah, it really makes a difference. That two to three hours makes a huge difference. Boom. Yes, it does. Uh, so the last game I have is Star Wars Battlefront. I did. So I figured out the difference between uh, Ultimate Edition and Celebration Edition. Ultimate Edition was Battlefield, Star Wars Battlefront. It was like an old, it was just like an old game. It wasn't Battlefront 2. It was just like, that's why the servers were dead. So I, it was just like this other game that they fucking threw in there or whatever. Um, so anyway, Celebration Edition is the most current Star Wars Battlefront 2 edition. And so I started playing that and, um, I play pretty late. You know, I'm 8, 9 p.m. PST, which is, you know, like we just talked about three hours ahead for the east coast so even though there's uh, i think last time we checked 2700 people playing um i played four games and every game i went into was a co-op versus ai game i don't i i don't know why that's seems to be popular maybe when there's less people playing that's what people play um but it was fun you know you're getting the star wars experience because as i said before it looks gorgeous it's it looks so good it's one of the best looking games i've ever played um and it's basically just like shooting gallery you know because ai is dumb so they just run out and stand there and then you shoot them down and there's so many of them and it's it's almost cathartic you go out there you're and also at the same time you're in a star wars universe you're just going out there and just shooting things and it's fun um and you don't have to worry about oh this fucking guy he's broken because he's unlocked every ability or whatever no you're just playing against the ai it's just waves and waves of fucking bad guys and i was playing versus like um I was playing the one, the ma- the big maps, the forty versus forty, where you push forward. Even though we only had like five humans playing, um, we were able to either win or lose. We I won some and I lost some. I had a good time. Um, it it's more just like a visual feast than anything else. Um, if I if and when I do get into a multiplayer game, I'll see how that compares it versus the AI. Bobby, you ever played the co op versus AI? hmm yeah it's an easy way to level up oh i see and
1: it can be pretty challenging depending on
2: oh yeah we stuff. lost like i yeah. lost probably half of the time
1: yeah so it's not just like like a i don't know if it's too easy it's not any fun but it is kind of challenging
2: what i didn't understand was um like when i picked um like that's a good example right now i just saw that ewok that you get to play as and he has like a, a bow and arrow and he has like these abilities i couldn't find any tooltip tip anywhere even in the fucking menus between games what his abilities do exactly there's just kind of like i don't know they do things i guess you know one's kind of like an echo location like i kind of understood what it did but there's no like tool like well, maybe there is i just don't know what the button is to show so that was unfortunate but it, it doesn't matter dude for the eight bucks or whatever i paid for this visually it's just worth it um i'm glad that Somebody took the time to make something look this beautiful, uh, regardless of how good the game is. And art. Hmm.
4: All See, right. A quick aside, these B1 battle droids. I went to the Star Wars Touring Museum. And wow, it they doesn't sound so as diggy. good as
2: the Disneyland one, dude. Sorry.
4: No, it's it's definitely not. <laughs> I'm just <but> kidding, dude. <laughs> these, no, no, totally. If I don't go to the Disneyland one before I die, uh, my ghost will what? haunt it forever.
2: What's I going on with it. that? Like, Are you going to come down for that L.A. thing? that um music con- thing or where yeah
4: man yeah depending how much the tickets are i mean i budgeted it out and it looks like it's gonna work so we'll see
2: and then you could include disneyland on that right
4: <laughs> no if i don't go with three it's not gonna end well for me uh we'll have to go together but the, the, <laughs> oh, be oh, brutally wait, murdered
2: wait wait, wait, wait hold <laughs> on hold on this just in you're not gonna bring her to the music concert
4: No, she only has a certain amount. I mean, we're really getting into it there. But she only has a certain amount of uh, vacation days. And I have, like, way more. So I'm trying to find things to do, basically.
2: And so this is why all of you guys listening should sign up for the Patreon. So things like this. Magic can happen. We can make magic happen. Have Christian go on a lifelong. He's dying of cancer. Christian's dying of cancer. He needs to go to Disneyland. Scott has got AIDS. Okay. <laughs> Never
4: mind my story. Let's just G1 keep going RV down
1: road. this path, dude. Fuck whatever you were trying yeah. to say, dude. Let's yeah. just, yeah. we're about a mile down this road. Let's just keep going. This is why I stopped drinking. All, right. All right, go ahead.
4: No, it's, uh, it's over. Moment done. Uh, <laughs> You Listener it. questions. Let's hop on down.
1: Well, we got a sub, uh, Burn Division, 25 months. He says yay. Thanks, man. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks,
4: Burn. Thanks, man.
1: Thanks, Burn. Yep. And you can hang out with Burn. He is always on the Discord, always yeah. in a, always in comms. It's nice to see people using that. Yep.
4: Dude, we're, we can't forget the plug for like the fourth week in a row. These fucking mushrooms, Emilio. I'm, what, I'm way too drunk. Like I them? can't do
2: it. I'm drunk. <laughs> can't do it.
4: You're so fucking.
2: Uh, all right. <laughs> Next week.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, listener questions. We've got one from Zap. He says, How do your stats compare to the person with the biggest Steam library in the world?
4: Shit, I'm ready for this. Just uh, fill the air a little, like two more seconds. <laughs> okay. I'm
1: ready for Weed, this, but I so
4: feel like mine's right
1: weak. There's a, a website that you can go to where you can look up your Steam stats, and I think he had posted somebody's stats who has just like an enormous library, just yeah. an incredible so, amount of games. What, 24,000 24, games? I can't read that. Oh, 33,000 games. Yeah, but oh, the value, of the
2: estimate cost was 336000 Is that right?
4: Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I do have all your guys' Steam profiles here. I had to look up quickly. This guy's most played game is Dota 2. Disgusting. That's gross. But anyways. I do kind of,
2: in a way, feel bad for the guy. Because, like, if you have that many games, does that mean that you ever really loved one of them? You know what I mean? Or probably one or two. Apparently Apparently he only loves Dota. (laughs) Yeah. See what I mean?
4: Yeah. Yeah. No. It's unlucky. You know, you're surrounded by games and it's just... That transient love that you can't lock down.
2: It's That's a, almost like story. a hoarder mentality, but digi- it's a digital hoarder.
4: Yeah, yeah you should talk to him. Get him some. Uh, get him some help. Yeah. Uh, so I looked up everyone's stats. Some of y'all's was private, so apologies. But Bobby, guess this just in your rank. Nine hundred and fifty-seven thousand one hundred twenty-third Steam library in the world. How do you uh, feel about that? Wait,
1: nine hundred and fifty-seven thousand one
4: hundred
1: twenty-three. So I'm in the top one million.
4: You you are in the top one million. (laughs)
1: That doesn't seem like a big deal, but okay, I'll
2: take it. Out of what, like twelve million or something?
4: We thirty-three million users on Steam. That's pretty good, Bobby. Okay. Uh, Emilio, unfortunately, as hard as you might, you're not approaching, uh, the man close to the sun, which is bought. You're, you're just over a million rankings.
2: So. Yeah. What's, what's the number one contributor for this ranking? Um, uh, games owned.
4: Dude, I have no idea. Bobby I didn't spent look that far.
2: <laughs> half his life buying shit ass uh, I I bought
1: a lot of crap on steam. Yeah, yeah.
2: I would say he has quantity, but I have more quality. I would say.
4: Uh yeah. Okay. Especially
2: well, now. Maybe not the case yeah, back Yeah, I in don't the day. buy any new games. Yeah.
4: And Bobby, your most played game is Left for Dead 2 or Team Fortress? Oh, Team Fortress 2. And Emilio. You're private. Anyways, let's go down the line here. I, the master, amazing, one of the best people on the planet. I'm ranked 132,827, so everyone. Uh I'm the best. <laughs> and Days uh, you're close behind me. I have no nice. idea where these stats come from. I wonder from, what by the, way. the ranks.
1: Yeah, the, I wonder. I thought it was how many games you have in your library. I want to see
4: think, Days'
2: is games played. What is Days' what, is
4: game? Yeah. Ark. She really cleaned up her poo. Mm. Yeah, I love Ark. Yep. 804 hours in Ark. And I think these rankings are a bit off because. Um,
1: it might be by country.
4: Uh, Maybe no, not. I think it's private. Um, yeah. So it probably took your latest stats before you made your thing private because you have way more games than me, dude. So it doesn't really make yeah. sense. And, yeah,
0: and yeah, they're not going to factor in my Tarkov time either. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. And then Nick and what is was this website private. if
1: people want to look up their own stats?
4: ThemeLadder dot com.
2: Oh, I'm almost in the wall one million. Damn it! I'm almost with Bonnie. Yeah,
4: you're you're private too, but yeah.
2: I've got, anyway, a don't, a, don't shit. I've got a listener question for days days. When do you think I'll be able to family share Hogwarts? Because you have not stopped playing since it came You're out? not by
0: your own fucking game. I'm going to keep playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause dude, I got to come back and make a Slytherin character.
4: Yeah. Tarkov is calling, you know, I think you might want to spend some time over there. I've been looking at your library too, trying to play some games and,
0: yeah, Tarkov. All these guys—they're like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe you should go back to playing and talking about Tarkov every fucking week. We miss you know that. Game we we want to play your shit." You should yeah. play. It. Yeah.
4: Good stuff.
1: All right. Well, we've got another question from Zeba Ten. Good day, lads, all the way from Australia.
4: Wait, probably do it in the accent.
1: Okay? <laughs> I was going to say I'm not reading this in an accent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nick, can you do an Australian? I can't do Australian accents. I don't. Yeah, let me read it.
3: Good day, lads! All the way from Australia. Love the show. I'm relatively new to Talk of. I see a lot of the Tarkov community complaining about hackers cheating and being cheating being a widespread problem in the game. God, so Even good. though I don't think that I've encountered any cheaters yet, I think it kind of sits in the back of my mind and puts me off playing due to the risk and reward nature of the game. So far, Nick and Amanda, have you encountered any cheating in Talk of? And a question for everyone else, have you encountered cheeses in any game? And if so, did they put you off from playing? Cheers.
2: Damn. That that might be your best accent, dude.
4: Dude, you do a fucking killer Australian accent. Easy ass. I watched too much Australian TV.
2: His uh, Nigerian was not bad before. Too Too much blue. I used to have a comedy bit where I'd be a gay Nazi. That was, a, that was a fun one too. <laughs> All right, we don't need
3: any. Wow!
0: Of that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right,
2: <laughs> it's a
3: Hugo Boss joke. Give me some credit. <laughs> I'll
0: uh, I'll answer this first though, because I don't know. I, Nick, I've I mean I've played a lot of hours of Tarkov, and only twice have I encountered cheating because it was fucking ridiculous like deep in interchange where there are just walls upon walls and you somehow like were able to shoot me from emercrom i don't believe it that's garbage so i do feel like i have uh interacted with cheaters twice but not a lot not in comparison to how many amazing interactions i've had in tarkov
3: so i, I bring up two two things that i've seen so far in two two, two instances right I've uh, I've had my fair share of in- cheater interactions. I've had I've been literally mugged in Tarkov by cheaters. They're like, I I can see what's in your inventory. Give me it, or I'm going to kill you. Hmm. Um, I've also have the experience where a hacker has given me everything they've had. Uh, that's fucking weird as hell. Um, the, the hacking situation in Tarkov is, is kind of shitty and in in the sense of it, not only is it hackers and it affects everyone else because it's such a PVP game, but the reality of the situation that there's a lot of people that are hacking for real money trading and a lot of the people that are playing those hacks and and that are doing those are people that tend to live in developing countries that really need money and it's one of the easier ways to make real money. Now there's like obvious things to do to ban these hackers and and Battlestate Games just doesn't give a shit whatsoever. Um for example, there's these things called lectics, right? And in real life a lectics is a thing that scans your scans your uh your arm and kind of displays where your veins are at. It's a very expensive piece of machinery and there's not many of them. And in Tarkov it's the same thing. It's really it's worth over a million rubles and it's hard as fuck to find. Um now in Tarkov there's also a flea market where you can sell things and you can sell LedXs. There are people that in the first week of playing have 90 Xs and are selling them. It is almost physically impossible to find that many lettixes in the game and then sell them on the flea market that many times because in in, in some instances in the game they're there on the map that has the most, most chances to spawn atletics. Your chances of spawning is still less than 10%. And so it is, it is very interesting to, to, to access I and mean, to, to kind of talk about the, the Tarkov cheating situation. Is it shitty? Yes. Is it easy to tell when people do it? Yeah. Most of the time there are people with white names that have multiple accounts, Um, And the reason being they have white names is because it's the cheaper account. It costs $20 instead of $104. So if you're going to be getting banned, why are you buying the expensive accounts? Um, The last thing I will say about the whole situation is that the cheaters are starting to get even more crazy now and more blatant. Now there's this new, there's this new hack that is called the dolphin hack. And it is a hack that lets your body ragdoll Whenever you want it to, but your hitbox stays the same. And so you can jump around the map and ragdoll and just, and people just think you're just some weird anomaly and you can end up double jumping and all these other things. And it's, it's putting a lot of people off from the game Um, because the hackers are doing it. They're not getting banned. The reason why they're not getting banned is because Russia's going through a stupid fucking war. And the development team is just losing sight on what they're really trying to do. Um, they, you know, they had a vision. They they're trying to cut down on the real money trading, but it'll probably never stop um, until the game actually fully comes out. And when it really becomes what it's supposed to be, and that is a game where there's, it's never supposed to wipe again. It's supposed to be an MMO RPG. Um, and when that does happen, and hopefully when it does happen, that a lot of those cheaters leave unfortunately when the game does add new content like the newest map that they added that has been over three years to wait for it to come out the amount of cheaters just skyrocketed and that's why people don't play the new maps they're like oh why don't why don't people really play the new maps why don't they why don't they check it out the uh, you know the the new areas and the new guns and things like that or or go fight the new bosses because all there's there is cheaters there's there's a reason why nobody plays Labs, which is a map that you have to have a key card to enter in, because nine times out of ten you're going to run into a cheater. Mm. So, gosh, sorry for that monologue.
2: No, dude, it it was uh it was poignant. I think um, it sucks that like I, I always when I talked to Chad about uh, games of development because he works at Blizzard, and he said that fifty percent of your uh, basically, workforce has to go towards multiplayer if that's what you're going to do, right? Mm. But then what subsection of multiplayer has to go towards cheat, anti-cheat? You know, like, uh, obviously you can sub it out, but that costs money and that's part of your production costs. If people would just stop fucking cheating, games would be so much goddamn better. I completely, so, I completely stopped playing. Um, what's a game where you play as a little dude that, plays at obstacle course.
3: Uh Fall Guys. Oh, wow. Fall Guys. Fall Guys. I
2: completely yeah. stopped playing. Which was so, played by
3: cheaters because soon, people were selling accounts. As
2: soon as that started happening, I was like, oh well, I can't so, I can't play this game anymore, unfortunately. And then I think that's also what happened to PUBG. Uh you know
3: it it's it's pretty much proven now at this point that if you can make money from playing the game, the the number of cheaters is going to be way higher. There's nobody fucking cheating in Hogwarts legacy. If you are, you're weird. Well,
0: that also might be another argument of why it's probably a good thing that they didn't uh, release player. Quidditch or anything like that for a multiplayer. You know what I mean? That like they just kind of focused on the single-player aspect and the story and like what the game could offer on an offline experience and then hinted at multiplayer later on. And that's probably part of it, too, is that it would have taken away money and time and effort from what they did put into just to maintain multiplayer so that way people weren't... Cheating in Quidditch.
2: We <laughs> there, do, there, we I do agree that Quidditch is a bad game, though, right? Like nobody thinks that's a. Good
3: I mean, game. systematically, yeah, it's a terrible game. Terrible. In real life, after the rules changes, it's all right. I mean, I haven't played it, but oh, I know, I the know there's.
2: Is. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I knew. There's people that r- run around and play this in real life, right? Quidditch, weird Yeah, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, weirdos. But um, it was really fun.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have an interesting remark or answer to this question. So I, I feel like cheating has ruined single player games for me. I recall playing uh, not single player co-op. Uh, Payday it would be an example of that because a lot of people cheated in that. And but I think the better example would be No Man's Sky. I kind of got into that a little bit, and then somebody else, I, I think some guy I used to play Hots with, he joined us and we started playing and he's just like, oh yeah, you can do this, this and that and then he just had all these resources and he was building all these things and, you know, just advancing really quickly. And then once I saw that, it just ruined the game for me. Like, even though That's I... That's happened
3: actually, to me. I, Same exact thing. Yeah.
0: Same exact thing. But not for
2: days. Days bought herself a fucking dope <laughs> spaceship and went to every purple bed.
0: <laughs> I mean, I could have gone back I was gonna say I cheated game. and I loved it in No Man's yeah. Sky, no regrets. But it's, it's not a competitive game, though. No. But, no, no.
4: I know where not, Bobby's coming still, from, but no, I mean, I, I once, once you see that, it's no. just
1: like you realize, like, oh, I'm just wasting my time. Like, <laughs> I'm literally just sitting here, like doing everything the hard way, and like, like, yeah, it's technically fun, it's but about it feels the path, windy. not
2: the destination.
1: Yeah, I probably. know. But then it just really just pay, is that not really life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't, exactly. I, what I don't. You're saying, I don't though, think man. I really liked that game to begin with, anyway. So maybe it it, it was inevitable.
2: Things. Why did you fall off? Maybe it is because you were rich right off the gate, you know? maybe it did ruin uh, it for you. Yeah,
0: well, and I can kind of, I could definitely understand there's certain games where, like, you don't want them to get like, tainted or ruined, right? Or kind of have the Wizard of Oz moment right in the very beginning, and so like, or, or revealing who the Wizard is, right? And so that, I think that that's part of that. Like, I have been super strict about not wanting to get spoilers or anything for Hogwarts Legacy because I don't want it being ruined. I don't want to yeah. hear any cheats or any kind of, like, tips or tricks. I don't want, I want it to be hard and to, and enjoy the journey of that but with no man's sky i don't know i ended up like in a way kind of getting bored but i you could argue that that's like yeah because you're too rich and you have everything but i was getting bored in like the type of quest that they had i started feeling like their quests were all the same Mm. and like that was boring and that whether i have money or not that wouldn't have made a fucking difference you know what i mean that's a content issue not a not a resource issue but I, I don't know, like I really... thought it was sick, like, flying around, and I loved just getting, like, baked and flying around in a beast s class, like, super fast, like, you know, spaceship. I love that.
2: So cool. But, yeah, but I see exactly what you're talking about, man. Like, um, if you can see every—it's like God Mode in Quake. You do it once for kind of fun for a few minutes, and then you're like, well, that takes all the fun out of it. Why would I do this? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's strange. Yeah.
1: Alright, well that was our last question. What was ever or what's everyone playing next week? I think I've said i pl- I'm playing Darkest Dungeon 2 and what else? I said I committed to something. Oh, uh the monster train DLC.
2: I'm on a quest to have something that grabs me. I usually have some maybe maybe what's grabbed me is Marvel Snap and like that's why I, I won't go towards anything. Uh, it's I- I- I Trade will, I'll try Dark and Darker tonight. I will completely agree that I mean I'll I'll say admit that like my dopamine system has completely been uh hijacked by Marvel Snap. It's four minute doses. Every four minutes I get a either a dip or a spike in my dopamine dopamine and it's
3: I got something for you. So good. You know you know how long it takes to get into a game in dark and darker on average? Huh. I timed it. Yeah. Eighteen seconds. Oh, that's pretty good. Eighteen seconds. I was playing with some of my Tarkov friends. I'm like, see, see this? This is what Tarkov needs. Not waiting nine minutes to get into a fucking game.
2: This is strange for Tarkov because 18 seconds, dude. In Tarkov, um, people join after the game has started, right? Don't people come? It doesn't
3: matter. Most of the time, what takes so long is the syncing of everyone's uh, actions without Uh, interrupting the game. Interesting yeah it's it's a source code issue it's not anything they can really fix the the fastest time you can load into a game with other players i think is like a minute and 32 seconds but even then
2: that's like extremely rare so uh ember knight is good i talked about it i bought it um but it's like it it's solid all the way through it's like it's it's built from the ground up to be multiplayer I want to play it multiplayer. I don't want to play it single player. So that's what's keeping me from that. So other than that, uh days that we know exactly what you'll be playing.
0: That's right. I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be uh, You're definitely a wizard playing. Amanda. Much... Yes. And so I'm going to be playing definitely much more of that.
2: Nick, everybody's asleep. Are you going to be playing right after this? I'm done. No, I'm going to be going to bed. I got to wake it's up and pack
3: more shit for the house. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I'm going to be playing Moving Simulator, but in real life. Yeah. Uh, But no, in reality, I'll be probably trying to play the Old World mod for Mountain Blade Bannerlord 2, but that
2: is also a BZ to get going. So we'll see. Here is the rundown. On the radar, we had Amanda the Adventurer, and that's not... R Amanda, uh, dream hack, uh, being something that Bobby and I hopefully will be attending. Uh, it sounds like he doesn't want to do it together. Uh, system shock, uh, which was good. Um, kind of atomic heart. Uh, apparently it's the TikTok of video games. Um, uh, monster train, the last divinity DLC infection zone, free zone. No infection fee zone. Uh, fabledom, the darkest dungeon Two. uh, mm. Uh, Hoggle Wars Legacy. It's just HL right there, but I remembered. Um, Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. No, okay. I must be wrong. Um, Marvel Snap, Warhammer 40k Dawn of War, Soulstorm, That's all one thing, even though I broke it up like it wasn't. It. <laughs> Daikatana, Road 96, Dark and Darker, and Star Wars Battlefront 2. All right,
1: folks, that's a wrap.
2: Bye, buddy. Love you all. Wow, oh, apparently ghost out. titties. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, ghost titties. We'll go with the ghost titties. Hogwarts shirt titties. titties. If you think what mushroom ho-
0: titties. You you
2: take Hogwarts as like by face value, but it's like warts on a pig. It's so gross.